You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And joining us now to talk about the NFL offseason and some futures markets that he's betting into right now is John Daigle from 4 for 4 and BetSperts. Make sure to follow him on X at NotJDaigle. So, uh, John, we were talking about this uh, prior to the break. What's the longest plank you've ever done? I feel like it's roughly a minute and a half or two minutes. I think two minutes may be pushing it, but I can do one minute for sure. I know that. I can confirm that. Okay. Good. You, good, you good. could get is that not is that not I, long though? No, I just did two during the break. That was my goal, and I quit. Like if I was doing a, I don't know, some sort of a plate competition, maybe I could have got to two and a half. But my stomach was not in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like an ideal yeah. activity right now. Not fun. Not fun. Right. Uh, two minutes should be the minimum for uh, j- just about anyone who's completely healthy and injury-free, all that. So that's, that's, that's the threshold I think we're looking at here. So uh, let's move on and talk about the NFL. So uh, Joe Burrow car- carted off the practice field with uh, apparently a calf injury. In terms of tailing or fading Joe Burrow, the Bengals, et cetera, what are some of the markets that you're looking at, if at all? Honestly, I didn't react too much to it. I think that Mitchell Short's tweet yesterday put it in perspective about how getting carted off the field is a little bit different in training camp compared to in games. Uh, a lot of the time, as he mentioned, players just after slight injuries, don't want to make the situation worse. Or like in the case of Kansas City's facilities, you have to walk like a mile uphill just to get back to the training room and get uh, checked out. So overall, I really don't tend to look too much into slight injuries like this. I don't think anything should have changed, honestly, from your initial stance with the Bengals. And my initial stance is that, of course, they can still compete in the AFC North. Uh, I personally still have the Ravens winning overall. Not only the change in offensive scheme, but I do wonder the shakeout for the Bengals' offense, what Joe Mixon's usage will look like this year, given that they had to renegotiate his deal uh, a little bit more or a little bit less in year one but overall are they going to get other players involved Hayden Hurst quietly averaged five and a half targets per game was a an actual chains mover for them and important on first downs and now they plop in Irv Smith who hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his career so although we have confidence in their star players Burrow Chase Higgins uh, I do wonder about the rest of the supporting cast perhaps being worse this year so to me it's still the Ravens who will win the division right now all right, John, I want to follow up uh, on your opinion there with Baltimore. 
Why is it going to be such a uh, drastic change? What sort of upgrade are we talking about going from Roman uh, to Todd Munkin? One, I hope that Lamar's finally healthy. Uh, again, for the second year in a row, we only got 11 full games from him last year, and they were a completely different offense compared to Tyler Huntley. But at the same time, think about that Greg Roman's offense, even in situation-neutral pace, whenever they were within one score of their opponents, uh, they never finished any higher in Lamar Jackson's first three years than 22nd situation-neutral pace. Whereas now we get this fast-paced Todd Munkin offense, not only NFL history and a resume with the Browns previously, but also just a fast-paced offense in Georgia for the na that national championship team as well. It really does sound like he's going to emphasize more 12 personnel, uh, more very, very vehement volume, and especially through the air. Lamar Jackson's a one-of-one -one talent. We're not taking away his carries here. But remember, he was still a MVP in particular in passing in 2019. And so just to get him healthy and get him back to more volume and put the ball back in his hands at all times, I think it's going to be something special between Mark Andrews, um, Isaiah Lucky that no one's talking about, um, and then, of course, Zay Flowers, who I think will emerge, honestly, as their number one target. And we'll see if we can get Rashad Bateman on this field as well. Yeah, even though I, I normally like unders, if you're looking at, say, you know, props, you know, for those secondary, tertiary kind of players, Zay Flowers is one I'm, I'm looking at a good bit. So it's nice to hear that uh, pretty confirmation low. bias. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the other big injury news uh, pertaining to Jalen Ramsey, cornerback for the Dolphins, uh, he could be out for quite some time. Where is your confidence level with the Dolphins' defense and maybe what they can do in a really stacked AFC East? It's unfortunate, too, because I do have Dolphins no, plus 300 to win the division over the Bills because if Jalen Ramsey were healthy, I feel like the Dolphins have the better roster, honestly, from the top down. Like, yes, Josh Allen is still the X factor, but to get a full season of Bradley Chubb under their belt, um, a, a blitzing D.C., finally, and one who also, and Vic Fangio, just understands when and how to play two and three safeties to keep D plays, deep plays by opposing quarterbacks conservative. And uh, with the Dolphins schedule this year, that's certainly something to look at. So I actually still want to bet on this team without Jalen Ramsey. Um, at the same time, it does make me a little more cautious. But at least we know with Tua on the field last year, on the offensive side of the ball, they were completely different. To drop down to Skylar Thompson, still to be first in EPA through the air, actually, and though in that time with Tua on the field, um, it's a team I want to bet on, given that they're not given proper credit as a team who could actually win this division, especially if I don't know where y'all fall on it, but I, I think the Jets and Patriots are just rivaling to finish last. I don't even consider them contenders in the AFC East. Wow. Yeah, the Patriots, hmm. I, 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 that's where I'm thinking that they're going to be the team that ends up finishing last. I like this. Uh, you're giving us a lot of value with these divisions between Baltimore, Miami, and I was actually looking at the NFC where it wouldn't surprise me if we have all new winners in each of those divisions. Any other hmm. uh, divisions that stand out where you're not picking the favorite? You like the value that's on the board? I do like the... Are the Falcons favorite? Have it has it shifted? No, nope, because I I know still the Saints. Okay, okay, good. Um, I like the Falcons quite a bit. Uh, 
the Saints just seem like a team that are meandering. Um, and they do have an easier schedule. I, I am somewhat worried that this team plays only in four outdoor venues all year. We know historically Derek Carr, especially when he's traveled or been playing in the cold, that he's been a poor quarterback. And even from week four on, for example, uh, the Saints only play outdoors one time, and it's in Florida in week 17 against Tampa Bay. It's, it's just the nuts run out for their schedule. But overall, g- given the questions of their talent, the questions of Derek Carr, since Andy Dalton was actually third among all quarterbacks with at least 30 red zone attempts and completion rate last year, uh, whereas Derek Carr hasn't been top 20 in three consecutive seasons. When the field has been condensed and it's important to score, that's when Derek Carr has historically crumbled because he's been unable to read the defenses, whereas Andy Dalton was actually really good. It was just Dennis Allen's offensive decision-making that dragged that team down last year as a very conservative coach. And so I do like the Falcons to emerge here. We have star players added on defense quietly, like Jesse Bates, one of the best run defensive safeties added in free agency, not to mention David Onyemata and Caden Ellis, who understand Ryan Nielsen's defense since they both played with him in New Orleans just last year. And so they're at least veterans who know the scheme and can perhaps get everything going from week one. The Falcons also, even if they stay a run-heavy team, which, you know, it's impossible for them to be as run-heavy, their run-play rate in one-score situations, neutral game script last year, was actually the highest of the last 12 seasons. So you would imagine that they can't run the ball more. But they faced the highest rate of eight-man boxes in the NFL and still finished fourth in the league in yards per carry. It doesn't matter if you know what's coming for the Falcons because Arthur Smith, as much as I may hate him for fantasy football, he knows how to call an offense. And so I sneakily think they're the best team in the division. He's John Daigle from 4 for 4 in Spurts here on BetQL Daily. Let's talk about the regular season MVP trophy. Even though a surprise candidate doesn't always win it. A surprise candidate is always part of that conversation. Last year, it was Jalen Hurts. Is there someone you're targeting this year who could very well and take it away from a Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, someone like that? You know, I've looked into this market deep, trying to find the next guy, but the influx of how quarterbacks succeed now in the NFL with both Josh Allen and Hertz adding through the air and with their legs and Lamar Jackson doing the same thing. I think it's such a dwindled market now that every time I look at it, I just think that's flat. I don't think I see any value there whatsoever. Uh, For me personally, because I like to factor in, I think wins are very important for this metric as well. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson still probably has the best odds of all the players, especially if we think their offense is going to be that much turned over. Um, maybe their aggressiveness on defense will, will in a, into a more conservative approach without Wink Martindale. Maybe it will change altogether. And so, yeah, I would want to bet on Lamar Jackson in this market. Otherwise, honestly, it's fair. Like Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, it just makes too much sense. Uh, we're going to talk about the Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, award coming up in, in a few minutes. I want to get your take there. And, you know, it could be for this. It could be for fantasy as well. What are some names that are going to make an impact right away? You love the situation. Maybe some running backs, wide receivers, maybe down the board a little bit, like we know Bijan and Gibbs and, and 
the role that they're going to have, and Addison is probably going to have a big role to start things off. Um, but what are some names that are not being discussed as much? Hmm. Not being discussed as much. I like both Zach Charbonnet and Jaden Reed, the wide receiver for the Packers. Uh, let's get to Zach Charbonnet really quick because he's being drafted like mid-rounds in fantasy football. But remember, he was a superstar prospect, a five-star prospect in 2019, and then became the highest offensive recruit in Jim Harbaugh's 2019 class. He only left Michigan for UCLA to play under Chip Kelly because Harbaugh befuddingly put him in a committee and made him share the ball with three or four other running backs. So Charbonnet left, and then for as much as we tout Jameer Gibbs, obviously the number 12 overall pick, as the best receiving back in the draft, and it's probably true, Charbonnet actually averaged more catches per game, 4.1, to Gibbs' 3.6 last year. Um, Charbonnet's a superstar. And yes, Ken Walker is there, day two capital, just spent on him last year. He is a bulldozer, averaged over 18 carries per game whenever Rashad Penny was injured last year. But at the same time, I think Charbonnet opens being that elite pass-catching running back quietly. I think he opens on third down, since that's where Ken Walker struggled immensely last year, was earning targets and catching the ball. And perhaps he earns more work. It's a lot like last year and how everyone treated Ken Walker behind Rashad Penny. When you only need one domino to fall and suddenly Charbonnet is getting 20 touches per game and what we think will be one of the best offenses and more underrated teams, not only in the NFC, but the NFL. So I love Charbonnet's both resume, pedigree, and think there's only one little speed bump there for him to get over the top. Secondly, the, more, the deeper one, I like Jaden Reed a lot. Uh, Jaden Reed was the second wide receiver, number 50 overall, behind Jonathan Mingo to go on day two. And special, special team usage, as crazy as it sounds, is something that translates to the NFL. I think probably because if you view the field as an elite kick returner or punt returner, then you understand how to get yards after the catch. That's just my logic. But he averaged 20 yards per kick return and 15 yards per punt return for his career in college. Not only that, but had 20 carries, 203 career receptions, and had a 25-yard pass return and or a, a passing touchdown in college as well. Basically, a multifaceted do-it-all player um, who I believe will start in three wide sets and has higher capital a full day more than Romeo Dobbs. So we're trying to jam in Romeo Dobbs into two wide sets. I really think Dobbs, uh, Reed has the pedigree to surpass and mount Dobbs maybe even by midseason and break out this year in a ambiguous target tree since we don't know if Jordan Love loves Christian Watson as much as Aaron Rodgers did from week 10 on. So I think Jaden Reed is my dark horse here. Yeah, Zach Charbonnet, 40 to win to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jaden Reed, 50 to one. So those are some massive payouts uh, if either of those happen to work out. Got about a minute left here. You mentioned Jaden Reed for the Packers in this offense, uh, perhaps figuring itself out over the course of the season. Is there some way to tail the Packers as far as the futures market's concerned? It's to win the division. We... Think about what we're banking on for the Lions. First of all, for them being consistent for any amount of time. Uh, but also, like, their amount of touchdowns from the one-yard line last year, that, that amount Jamal Williams scored were the most of any player since 2015. Uh, it's just not consistent. They're not going to be able to pound the ball in that easily or be in that position in the field that often again. 
So let's just say their offense regresses a hair. Uh, and then the Vikings, you talk about different win totals. I like the Vikings alt-unders because I think they're quietly a rebuilding team and the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract, given all the veterans they've allowed to walk in free agency. So I think betting the Packers to win the division is the best way to go. John Daigle of 4 for 4 in Betsperts, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Bryce Young is officially the starter in Carolina. How should that impact our offensive rookie of the year bets? We will explain right here on the BetQL Network.